Recording live from the Lucky Number 7 Lounge in the basement of Dine, Drink, Travel World Headquarters in the barren wastelands of far west Texas, this is Dine, Drink, Vegas, the podcast by and for all those people who are stuck at home but would rather be in the land of neon lights and bad decisions. I am your host, John, also known as the Baller on a Budget, and in episode 20, we're going to sing the Fountain Blue Blues. We're also going to give you some other Vegas news, including our now regular feature, Vegas WTF. We're going to update our 2024 travel plans as tentative as tentative as they may be at the moment. And we're going to talk about that drink of the day. But before we can do any of that, we've got to bring in the founder of Dine Drink Travel, the king of comps, the leader in the luxury lounge, the high roller of the high plains, the man who is always waiting for that limo to take him away to a fabulous Las Vegas resort. It's Bill. Hey, Bill, how are you today? I'm great, John. How are you? I am doing really good, and I'm a little surprised to enjoy the drink of the day as much as I did, because even though I get to pick these, I was a little on the fence. Well, and you get to pick them, but I've got veto rights, and your idea was just good enough. I was willing to give it a shot, and I was scared because to look at the ingredients, it reminds me of some really bad days in college, but... I mean, by taste, it's pretty good. Why don't you tell everybody what we've got, John? So the drink for this episode is called the Aqua Velva. This is a, a cocktail that comes from the 1980s. Now, if you look around the internet, it doesn't seem like any of the hip 80s bartenders want to claim this creation like they do some of the others. Probably because if you name your cocktail after the cheapest uh, cologne of the 80s, the aftershave that baby boomers are still buying from Walgreens to this day. I have two teenage boys in my home. I know Aqua Velva. Yeah, so uh, not something anybody wants to to claim. And then, of course, it got a second life. So if you're you're a Gen Xer, you might have had this drink back in the days. You're certainly familiar with the product Aqua Velva. If you're a millennial, you might be more familiar with this drink because of a particular scene in the movie Zodiac where Robert Downey Jr. is making fun of another character for drinking these things. Um, And it's very closely related to a uh, vacation drink called the Blue Lagoon. Now, typically this drink is pretty straightforward. Ounce of gin, ounce of vodka, three quarters of an ounce of blue carousel, and you top the glass with Sprite. Now, both of us don't like overly sweet cocktails. And there are several people on the internet that made the suggestion, and I'm glad I went with it. They said that you can use club soda instead of Sprite, add in some fresh lemon juice or lime juice. We went with lemon juice and then sweeten to taste with simple syrup. And we both did that. I went with one bar stool, uh, bar spoon. How much did you go with? Uh, no, excuse me. I went with two and a half. You went with uh, I you made my drink. I think you said yeah, one just bar spoon. One. Yeah. I made both of ours with one, and then I decided I wanted it a little bit sweeter. Uh, and y'all, I'm an old man. I'm diabetic. If you see the picture online that Bill took, uh, we are using sugar-free simple syrups. You know, sue us. We're old middle-aged men. We're not dying from this drink. Um, but what we've got here is something that looks like one of those sugar bombs that you would either drink in giant hurricane glasses or do 20 shots of at some terrible bar when you were young. Which is, I think, why I was afraid of it initially, right? Like, I yeah. read the ingredients. It didn't have a lot of sugar in it, but I just, I can't see the color blue and not imagine yeah. a, something that's horribly syrupy. Oh, and absolutely. If you did this with Sprite, I think it would be way too sweet. I really do. And a lot of times they'll do it in a tall glass, so you get even more of the Sprite in there. You know, bars want to stretch out. They want to give you a a 16-ounce drink instead of an 8- to 10-ounce drink. 
but they want to give you more mixer, not any more booze. So uh, I feel like this is a really balanced, refreshing drink. Probably not the thing we should drink when there's a cold front barreling towards our community high up on the high plains. Uh, definitely a, a summer drink for most of the country, or as we think here in Texas, anytime besides the first three weeks of January, which is close enough to summer for us. Uh, but I'm surprised this is bright, refreshing. The the blue carousel and the gin play off each other. The lime, uh, the lemon juice, you definitely want the fresh juice. Makes a difference. But uh, yeah, not bad. So I like it very much. I see myself drinking one of these this summer when I'm out by my um, grill, like cooking a steak, cooking some hamburger or something like that. By the way, and I realize this is like the this episode 20, it's like the 30th episode on which I've said this. That's not barbecuing, that's grilling. But now that I'm down off my soapbox, I think that's when I would want one of these, right? Like it's a summer, I'm out grilling. Alternatively, even just by the pool. And I wouldn't have thought it till I tried it, but yeah, it tastes good. I am glad that I got it a little less sweet, but that's just, I mean, what I prefer. Yeah. The one thing that I notice is, I mean, blue curacao is an orange liqueur. I'm not really tasting any orange at all. What do you think would happen if instead of garnishing it with this lemon... I garnished it with a slice of orange. I think that would be completely acceptable. Uh, I went with lemon because lemons or limes were suggested on the web. I actually, I, I think orange would be really, really, really lovely. Maybe a mixture of the two. Um, but, you know, we're experimenting. But, yeah, I think uh, I will never return to Aqua Velva, the aftershave. I do not wish to smell like my grandfather, although I miss him dearly. Uh, but I would return to drinking this beverage again and i think next time you're right orange would be good and maybe we get super classy a little dash of orange bitters would not hurt this thing a bit Ooh, you know at some point i don't know that i don't get up to my chair and go to the deluxe bar that which is here in dine drink travel world headquarters and put some orange bitters in there and i think at that point you start getting closer to actual cocktail vibes instead of just you know a highball of this and of that so i also wonder what would happen if you just skipped the vodka and went with more gin i know you you prefer blending the two but i do like a good assertive juniper belt and that wouldn't be terrible here either i don't think no it wouldn't be terrible but i think for me there's enough juniper and i enjoy having it cut a little bit by the vodka i agree well we're drinking this blue drink and forgive me for eating ice on the air in honor of some of the drama coming out of Fountain Blue. So we're going to cover some of the news stories. And uh, folks, I don't know how to put this. They ain't good. Now, um, I have been looking forward to this property's completion since my first trip in Vegas when it was slated to become the Drew. I don't know why I've been fascinated with this building. Maybe it's because I really do like the color blue. Uh, maybe it's because the renderings of, of what was planned looked really promising. Uh, maybe because I'm a sucker for disaster stories and I like redemption stories. And this construction project was a cluster. So seeing it actually get done two decades later is a cool story. But there have been some bumps in the road. So two weeks ago, and I'm going to leave the names out because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And one of our one of our 17 listeners might actually know these folks. And I don't relish anybody losing their job. But a couple of weeks ago, the, the VP of casino operations was given his walking papers. Um, and there were some complaints early on when they launched that uh, people were having a hard time enrolling in the uh, rewards program. And listen, you know, this is a luxury Vegas casino. 
the gambling odds aren't good. They're marketing towards high rollers. If you're going to have somebody, and it ain't me because I don't make this kind of coin to do this, but if somebody's going to go in there and drop two, three, four thousand or more a night and stay three, four nights at that place and not be able to get loyalty tracked and not get a comp or get something out of it for going in there and probably losing because the odds kind of stink because it is the strip. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, also, apparently, they only have uh, video poker at the sports book bar. Also kind of a problem. People like to gamble when they drink. And those, uh, I know not everybody likes video poker, but those machines now have Keno. They have slots, right? So yeah, you can uh, find something to do on those machines to pass the time. Yeah, right? so, so that was an issue two weeks ago. And then news broke yesterday, and this I caught from Scott at Vital Vegas because I follow him on X or Twitter or whatever the heck Elon wants to call it these days. And by the way, if you don't follow Vital Vegas, follow him. I know a lot of people don't like him. I've never met the guy I would like to, but whether you like him or not, uh, he does break a lot of news. He seems to always have the scoop. So even if you're one of those people that think you don't like him, you should follow him anyway. Personally, when he does podcasts, I think he's funny. I would like to hang out with the guy if you don't. Cool. But he is a constant source of information. Well, last night, the uh, the shoe dropped on two more people. The chief operating officer, who was just on an episode of On the Corner of Main Street with Jonathan Jostle over the Christmas holidays, and like was front and center of their marketing push. And out with her goes the... Um, goes the uh, head of their casino marketing program. So it sounds like the investors and ownership of Fountain Blue are not real happy about the state of things. Um, Some of the issues that we're seeing out there, uh, number one, apparently a few of their uh, dining venues aren't all the way functional yet. How? Uh, They've had like 17 years. I know. I know that seems crazy. Also, the sports book prices are apparently outrageous. So there was some talk. It might have been on an episode of 360 Vegas. It might have been on a uh, Reddit conversation. I lose track. So I, I want to make sure I don't. Uh, if it is 360 Vegas, I want to make sure they get credit that somebody went in there just to watch a game on a on a Sunday afternoon. And they want like it wasn't the Super Bowl. Uh, it was just a random, and it wasn't even the playoffs yet. It was just a random NFL game, and they wanted a thousand dollars to sit on a couch in the sports book. And that's, yeah, there was yeah, that's obscene. There was a food and beverage minimum with that. Like you got a you part of that was food and beverage spend, but still, and apparently the food at the sports book is kind of meh but expensive. So you know it, it's American pub food, and that can be great. And I'll pay big bucks at Yardbird, but if you're going to charge me, you know, twenty seven bucks for a hamburger, I think that's the price that I saw on a Turn It Up World video. I will buy a twenty seven dollar burger in Vegas, but it better be worth every penny of that. Well, money. and you better not also be charging me essentially a cover charge to sit in a place which is free, and even all the other upscale places like right. you can sit for free in the sports book at Circa almost all the time. Right. You can sit for free in this, almost every sports book. I can't imagine the sorts of prices they're charging unless it is, you know, like like we said earlier, a really particular event. Yeah, and if it's a random week 16 of the NFL season game, what are you charging for a playoff game or the Super Bowl or like that just seems crazy to me. Uh, and then another thing that's come up is pricing of the room. So it's a brand new luxury resort. Prices should be high. I've watched several vlog reviews, uh, the normal suspects, you know, travel Ruby, Jacob's life in Vegas, uh, turn it up world. By the way, those are all great YouTube channels for reviews. Their reviews are a lot longer than ours. So if you want a short review, Bill, where should you go? 
you should go to Dine Drink Vegas. Because we don't waste your time. But some of these long format reviews are really interesting, and we watch them too. I mean, we we consume those even though we go for the short uh, the short ones, because let's face it, we're not as pretty as Norman. Nobody wants to watch us for 20 minutes. No, no uh, And I understand that. But uh, the room reviews are really positive. It's a beautiful place. It's brand new. They should be. But I think the lowest price I've heard anybody paying for a standard room is $200. The highest was over 600 And I get it. They just opened. I get it. It's luxury. But we're talking about dead winter. Most of these were weekday stays. It is not the busy time in Vegas. We're not talking about new years. We're talking about just random week in January when not much is going on. And, um, you know, you're, you probably would have got a better deal at Bellagio or Wynn or Encore or Venetian. And, and those hotels are all near other things that you want to do. Yeah. And right? I just, I, I, I have a couple of questions, Bill. And one is about fountain blue itself. Um, you know, I get that they probably, can fill rooms at these rates, but since they're brand new and they've had some other bumps in the road, don't you think they would price to get some love from, from tourists? Certainly during the um, earlier times. And here's the thing. So the, the firings of the two casino execs aren't related to this, but they've also fired their chief operating officer. I'm not altogether sure that they are filling rooms at those prices. And the economically rational thing to do is to charge the highest price at which you can sell. Or, okay, not exactly the highest price at which you can sell all of your inventory, the price which is going to cause the greatest overall returns. But that means that if you're going to have empty rooms, and I can't imagine that they don't, then you're charging too much. Yeah. I think the other question I have, thinking about the marketing strategy for Fountain Blue and just thinking about where the economy is right now. And again, I'm not trash. I want to stay at this property. I do. But it seems to me that post-pandemic, the strategy on the Strip has been we're going to make up our losses for those bad years by chasing after the whales. But if you look at where the economy is, um, wages have not kept up with inflation. Younger, younger people who, you know, millennials that are turning late 30s, early 40s, which should be prime travel years, because as younger uh, Gen Xers in our upper 40s, you know, we're at that stage where we're traveling more as long as we can afford it with children. Um, you know, are there enough with all of the luxury inventory now in Vegas? Are there enough people with that much extra money to justify all of this luxury or is some luxury provider or maybe a couple of luxury providers going to have to offer baller on a budget pricing to give luxury experiences at a more affordable rate? Because there's just not that many people with that much extra income in America. There just aren't that many people now. And to be clear, they're, they're still catering, catering to a global clientele, but there's only so many people who want to spend their high-end discretionary dollars in Vegas. And every time you add a new high-end hotel like the Fountain Bloom, it dilutes where that group of people goes. So you know what? We will talk about this later on when we get to our plans for the year, but I'm going to go check it out in probably a couple of months just to give a look-see. But I'm I'm dubious about how well their strategy is working. So I guess my closing credit before we move on to other stories is, are we still excited? 
So sure, I'm still excited because I'm I'm like premium travel experiences. I want to go check it out. My guess is I'm going to check it out during the middle of the week in a dead time and not during the weekend on Labor Day or something. But absolutely, I want to go check out a new high-end place. Absolutely, I want to go see where the new restaurants. I'm also excited for what it says for the North Strip because it turns out I like Resorts World. I like the Sahara I like the win. I want to go. I want to see the north end of the strip develop as an independent thing. So sure, I'm still excited, but more of that excitement's for the area in general than it is just for this one particular property. I'm, I'll check it out, but yeah, we got to see what we see. I just want to point out you left out your favorite. I know you're excited for Circus Circus. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? Okay. Anyway, all right. So uh, I think I'm still excited to. Um, I do think, you know, I do think I'm glad I'm not there for the this opening window. Um, and I will have to go at a time, like I'm going to have to budget accordingly and watch the calendar and, and get it at the right rate. I, I, I really want to take my wife, my next trip with my wife, and we'll talk about our future plans in Vegas. That's one of the places on my list I'd like to do if I can. Uh, so I'm still excited, but I got to say, um, yeah, the, 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 the dew is off the pumpkin as the old timers in Texas say, and everybody in the North, all seven of our listeners just went, what? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bill, let's move on. You've got another news story for us. So I do. Um, and this is very seasonal. We are recording this on Friday, January the 12th of 2024. But KTNV is reporting that as of four o'clock this afternoon, there are 339 flights in and out of Vegas that are delayed and another 64 that are outright canceled due to bad weather, mostly in other parts of the country. And I guess, folks, what I would say is always have a backup plan, even if it is Vegas. Now, the great news is if you wind up getting stuck in Vegas for an extra night, then cool, they'll have a hotel room for you. But yeah, no, it is absolutely prone to travel disruptions like this, and there's one of them going on right now. The other thing that I would say is if you've got a high-end experience in Vegas that you really have to do, don't ever book it for your first night because if your flight's delayed, you're out of luck. I've had that happen a couple of times before I learned my lesson. But if you were scheduled to fly into Vegas from Buffalo, New York or something right now, you're not getting to tonight's dinner reservation. So yeah, Weather in other parts of the country has jacked up the Vegas airport hard, and that's a little bit unfortunate because the Vegas airport just doesn't have that many good places to wait. Yeah, that's true, and I, I will say the other tip on that, I love that, don't don't book your high-end, or even if it's not high-end. The don't, thing you've got to do. Yeah, don't book the, I'm doing this, or I wasted my trip experience for night one because things can go wrong. The other piece of advice for those of you that are uh, over 40 and don't recover the way you used to, do not plan your big party night for the night before departure day because you do not want to deal with the Vegas airport um, recovering from the night before. Not a fun experience. Uh, you do not. So what's this I'm reading about Blake Shelton? So uh, we've reported on this before that out in the bizarre shops at the property that used to be by another name, uh, appropriate for the horseshoe moniker, they are building a three-story tall uh, old red and it's a giant honky tonk bar uh they're gonna have all the yeehaw yeehaw action you want i hear they will have both kinds of music country and, and western. western so uh bill what do you think are you know we're both texans uh are you ready to boot scoot on the strip so because my religion requires me to have a decent concern for the welfare of others 
I don't dance in public. I don't have the objection to dancing. I have the objection to what that does to other people's eyes, right? Like it hurts them. So no, I'm not going to go do that. I'm going to pause you. Yeah. All of your friends want to remind you that, yes, seeing you dance does hurt our eyes. And please remember that for future reference. Uh, you know what? I feel like we're about to go into a state of mutually assured destruction. That's here. all I'm going to say. Okay. No, I will. Remember. I won't take it any further. But I will remember that the next time I'm at a buffet, John. Yeah. As a as a as one of your friends, I will concur. It is a good thing you don't dance in public, and we will leave it at that. <laughs> so no, I'm not going to dance. Um, at at I'm not going to dance in public. You know what though. I, I actually wouldn't mind checking this out, partially because I like the horseshoe, right? Like, I mean, the horseshoe was kind of a fun hotel. It's a great deal if you want to value property in the center of Strip. I also happen to have a room at the horseshoe with a great view of the sphere. So the horseshoe's a nice property. Yeah, I'll go check it out. Again, not, not dancing in public, but I'm betting they will sell me a shot of whiskey and let me sit and enjoy the music. Yeah, I, they will. And, you know, I'm not above dancing in public, and I'm not a very big dancer. My wife isn't either. But uh, on an early trip to Vegas, my wife and I went to Gillies at Treasure Island. And um, I remember there somebody had brought in a group of Down Syndrome adults and they were taking turns riding the bull, which folks, if you that that is the best people watching possible in Vegas. I I wish I enjoyed anything in my life as much as that group of people enjoyed riding the mechanical bull at Gillies. No, that'd uh, just be human joy and great. But even though, you know, my wife and I didn't two-step. My wife, uh, my wife gave me permission and I taught a, a woman who from Minnesota who was old enough to be my mother how to two-step, which is hilarious because I'm not very good at it. So she thinks she learned, but she probably didn't because I stink. Anyway, I am willing to dance in public if the mood strikes, which is rarely for me, but I'm not above it. And uh, yeah, I think I'm ready for a little more country action in Vegas, even though I can get that at home. I'm a little old for the honky tonk. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. You could get it at home, but you don't because you've got a wife and you've got children and you've got a job. And if it's a random Tuesday when you're at home, you've probably got stuff to do or else you're, you know, tired because you're old. Yeah. Also, there's at least one or two honky tonks in town that I was banned from in the 90s. And I'm not sure if they remember that I'm banned and I'm not going to press my luck. Yeah, no, that that is completely fair. Well, in other news, there is some good work for the people, good people who live and work in Vegas all the time. So one of the real challenges in the Vegas economy right now is with the Sphere and with Fountain Blue and with F1 and several other big construction projects now gone, there are construction workers looking for work. But Fox 5 has reported over the last couple of days that they're going to need 11,000 construction workers for the Brightline Rail Project to California, which is fantastic good news. Also, for those of us who travel to Vegas on a regular basis, that's great because eventually that can relieve airport overcrowding. Now, I wouldn't rely on that happening tomorrow. No. But a Boeing 737 coming in from Los Angeles takes the same number of runway slots as a 777 coming in from London, right? So if you're using fewer slots, then airplanes can land and take off more efficiently. You've got fewer people waiting at the airport. So it will eventually be good news for travelers, but in the short term, it's fantastic news for construction workers, although blessings on those people who are going to be building a railway through southern Nevada and southern California in July. 
Okay, so we're going to move on to the next story, and you pick this, so let me know if I get it wrong. MGM leases the land for Bellagio and Cosmo from Blackstone. And, and by the way, listeners, if you don't know that, a lot of your favorite properties don't own the dirt underneath them. They just own the operation. According to the Las Vegas Review-Journal, on January 10th last year, they bought a 1.62-acre uh, vacant lot between those two properties for $54 million. Bill, do we have any idea what they're thinking about doing with that? I've read some different stories, but no, I don't. It's So you really can't build anything very big on it because it's, um, it's between two existing sorts of properties. So no, we don't know what they're doing. I'm just, I, I remain fascinated by the economics of Vegas. $54 million for 1.62 acres is a lot of money, and I'm shocked that they would buy this when they don't even own the land surrounding it. So I don't I don't know what the play is there, but next time I'm there in the center strip, I will absolutely take a look, see what I can find out. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and you know, maybe they'll do something really cool with it. Who knows? Okay, and then finally, one more news story. We're going to start looking for Vegas WTF moments for our episodes. And this one is thanks to the CES convention that, that has been going on recently in Vegas. There's a new app called Flush, and it is basically, uh, you know, VRBO for bladders. Uh, what you can do with this app, uh, if you are a homeowner who doesn't mind strangers coming into your abode to use your commode, you can charge people to rent your bathroom so that if a passerby realizes that they, uh, that they have to urinate, then you're in luck and you can cash in on their suffering. Uh, I did not get any word whether there's going to be a range of charges depending on what you need from the restroom. I would think that that a simple number one job should be relatively cheap. But depending on the degree, I don't know if you have to tell them whether or not you've eaten Taco Bell before you take a bombing <laughs> run. Um, I'm not sure what the pricing structure is here. But Bill, you know, you have a lovely home. Would you ever consider renting out your potty to passersby? I barely let you use the toilet. Um, and no, because the other thing is there are, there is a disproportionately high number of people in Las Vegas who need to use the toilet on an emergency basis where nothing routine is going to happen. Well, that's true, but right. this isn't just a Vegas. Now, the unveiling was in Vegas for CES, CES but this, this app is intended to uh, go worldwide. And my understanding is they are projected to launch at either number one or number two in both the Apple and Google stores. Huh. Never mind. There, there was a joke there. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to let that slide. I have. Well, that's you hope it slides. Sometimes it squirts. <laughs> that's uh, so how that goes. To the upshot, no, I'm not going to let. Actually, you know what? I will, Lisa. I've got three bedrooms in my home um, or bathrooms rather in my home, two and a half. There's one of the bathrooms I would lease out, but it is the one that is principally occupied by my two teenage boys. Because if the passerby is willing to use the place where my teenagers use, then you know what? Knock yourself out. You have fun. Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how to transition from that. So let's just talk about our travel <laughs> plans for 2024. And I'm going to go first. So neither of us have uh, trips planned uh, for, for January or February, uh, as much as we would like to just isn't in the cards, 
My next trip is scheduled for uh, early in March, March 10th through the 13th. If any of our listeners happen to be in Vegas and want to catch me for a drink, I am tentatively booked at the link. Uh, I'm going with two buddies of mine that um, one of them is a guy I grew up with. He's a really good dude. Uh, The other one I met several years down the road because they were roommates together in college and they had a great time in college. They shared an apartment for four years. I think between them, they put together something like 21 credit hours. Not a lot of studying got (laughs) got done, uh, but they're really great, uh, great guys. And I'm, I'm excited about this trip. Uh, it will be my first stay at Link if I do this. Now, I'm wondering if we're a little old for the Link, especially in spring break. Uh, and, and the reviews on the Link are a little bit mixed. I wanted to try something new. We want to be on the Strip. Uh, don't necessarily want to do another MGM property. So, listeners, I'll let you know if that changes. Um, neither of them have ever done a, a Vegas buffet. So, uh, because of where we're staying... I, I don't think we'll do Wicked Spoon. I'm really debating whether we're going to do Win or uh, the Buck and All at Caesars. We may do one for breakfast and one for dinner. We're still kind of ironing out those plans. Uh, we're thinking through what steakhouse we want to go eat. We're probably going to go catch whatever the movie postcards from Earth is that they're doing at the Sphere. Uh, so that's kind of the rough outline for that particular trip. Bill, what's, what are you thinking for your first trip of the year? Well, so hold on. First of all, Steakhouse, I'm going to be super jealous if y'all wind up going to Golden Steer and I still haven't gotten to go there. That That is very much on our list, uh, hmm. and it is a very real possibility. Huh. Then I may wind up having to get myself up to Vegas because I really want to eat at Golden Steer. So my travel plans this year are a little bit complex. My older child is going to, um, this fall, is going to be going to college. And Wait, Frank, wait, wait, wait. Children do that? Uh, you know, in the best of worlds, yes. Oh. My older kid is going to college, so honestly, part of how much I go to Vegas is going to come down to where he goes and what that winds up costing and all that sort of stuff. But the good news is, and I'll get to my my Vegas plans in just a second, but I've got a non-Vegas trip coming up next month where I'm going to get to investigate how authentic Re-Raw Irish Pub is. Specifically, my kid has been admitted to University College Dublin in Ireland. We're going to go tour there and quite possibly University College Cork. And it turns out he will have already turned 18 by that point. 18 is the legal drinking age in Ireland. I'm going to make my kid buy me a glass of whiskey. I cannot tell you how happy I am about that. But that means, um, whatever, look for more on this podcast probably towards the end of February about how authentic the various Irish pubs in Vegas are. In terms of my plans, at some point pretty soon, I need to make a trip to the Fountain Blue. Um, I'm really excited to give it a check. The other thing that I want to do is I want to go see the Mirage because I used to stay there. I used to love it. It's in this weird state of transition to eventually being the Hard Rock, but it's not yet. So I'm going to make a trip at some point fairly soon, and I may go with my buddy Ryan just to check out those two properties. And if I wind up on that trip overlapping with you and your buddies, you know what? There can be steak, and maybe at least some of us will actually show up to that reservation. Yeah, I think that might not, you know, if y'all are in town, we'll at least do a few things together. Now, the guys I'm traveling with, 
they are they are uh, less Vegas experienced than us, and they have some very particular things they want to do. And a few of them are things that might not be up your alley. Honestly, they may not be up mine, but I like my friends, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we can't have like a steak and oh, a glass of whiskey. Steak absolutely happens. If you're in town when we are, yeah, steak night is all together. That absolutely happens. All right, cool. Well, let me see what I can nail down there. The other trip that we know we're making is annual Labor Day trip. And obviously, I'm making more than two trips to Vegas this year, right? Because that's how I roll. But the two I've got planned is one a couple months from now to the Fountain Blue and the Mirage and then the Labor Day trip where we've got at least one person in our group who is really deeply loyal to MGM because I keep giving him free stuff. But I've been wanting to take a guy's trip to downtown forever. Yes. And the great thing about downtown is we don't all have to stay in the same hotel. So, John, what do you see as the difference in in the particular context of a guy's trip? And right now I've got the... um, the song Luke Combs song in the middle of growing up and getting old on on my head. But what do you see as the difference between a guy's trip to the strip versus a guy's trip downtown? Well, I mean, you know, uh, 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 classiness, um, which we're not classy. I know. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know why our guy's trip has not for Labor Day. We've done guys trips downtown, but not with this particular crew. We are a group of dudes that even though we're getting older, we absolutely belong downtown. And let's be real, downtown is rowdier and it's a party vibe, but we are all Gen X. Well, one guy might oh. be a boomer. I got I haven't checked his ID. Most of us are Gen X. And let's be honest, the bands on Fremont Street are playing our soundtrack, which means we're five years from the grocery stores playing our soundtrack. We're going to be no. there in a few years. Um, you know... Yeah. I, I really, I've enjoyed every guy's trip on the strip. When we've stayed at Mirage, especially, that's been great. The last trip at Mandalay, I was at Luxor, but it's all under the same, well, it's all connected, similar uh, complex. We were we were close to each other. That was great. Um, but I think downtown is phenomenal. Yeah, Again, I want to have beer and steak with my buddies. Yeah. That's what I want. And downtown will do that, actually, whiskey and steak, but whatever downtown's got most of my favorite steakhouses like honest to goodness they do um there are some great places for us to we always watch the first weekend of college football and we're like do we take alabama minus 50 or not you know what place is that kind of bet um so yeah no i i am looking forward to a downtown trip and we may just have to tell our buddy that's what we're doing and sure it's not free but you can get a room for four nights for 200 bucks it'll be fine come on dude well and when he figures out that the gambling is better down there because neither of us are huge gamblers you tend to gamble more than me but neither of us are 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 huge we we tease about you being the high roller of the high plains but folks if you've never been to the high plains we're cheap out here so um none of you know neither of us spend big bucks this guy throws around a fair bit of money at the tables. That money goes further downtown. We've got another friend whose uh, economic situation may be slightly tighter than mine, or at least very similar, and he likes to gamble, but he his game is blackjack, and blackjack is expensive on the strip. He can afford to play down there. I mean, you sometimes you can catch a buck a hand at, at, at the Grand. You can catch $5, $10 tables. I, I think we're a downtown crew. It's just some of the guys don't know it yet. Yeah, no, I am absolutely looking forward to that trip. So I've got a couple other trips that I'm working on. Uh, we are toying with the idea of taking our three younger teenagers. I have four kids. We're thinking about taking our three younger teenagers to Vegas for the family vacation. 
if we can get cheap enough fares on Southwest. And I, I think I put the odds of that trip happening at 70-30, but this will entertain you. If we do it, I've already made up my mind we're renting a two-bedroom suite at the Dirty Castle. I think that's the right yes. thing to do for a family. Yes. So uh, if Southwest runs a good enough sale and I can afford the plane tickets, because honestly the plane tickets will cost more than everything else we do, uh, every summer I try to, uh, if we can find somebody willing to watch our teenagers, it was easier when they were smaller, partially because the grandparents were younger and more energetic and partially because seven year olds are so much sweeter than teenagers. But if we can get somebody to watch our kids, my wife and I try to make a getaway. I, I have penciled in fountain blue for that trip. If that doesn't happen, there's some places my wife has been curious about, uh, we'd like to go back on the 4th. So there, there. Uh, we talked about July 4th fireworks from the night swim at the Venus Pool at Caesars. I would love to do that again. That was such an amazing experience. So hopefully my wife and I get to do that. And my firstborn turns 21 in December. Oh my goodness. Are we, are we going to actually get to do that trip? Because we've been talking for years about taking yeah. each of our children to vegas as they turn 21 is that a thing that you think we're actually going to get to do i i think it is and and my child uh is definitely a downtown person they have some political and economic views that uh, i'll just say it this way are not the norm for western texas uh, and 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 don't really enjoy high-end luxury things but because, there can still be steak, right? Well, yeah. One, and, 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 and this child understands we will go to a nice steakhouse at least once. Um, but they are they are pretty big on some political opinions that, that I don't necessarily share and that most of our region doesn't share. But I honor my child. Uh, so we will definitely stay somewhere that is good to union workers. So I'm thinking the plaza because uh, they have a good reputation for that. And, and, and this is a downtown kid. Um, and, and turning 21, yeah, they're getting a yard of a ridiculous beverage and walking down Fremont Street is exactly what my firstborn needs. So that trip should happen I am uh, at the end of the year in, in, in December sometime, probably a couple of days. After. We might even fly out Christmas Day or yes. the day after Christmas. It's been a few nights. So if, if all goes well... I've got four, maybe five trips to Vegas this year uh, and get a nice wide range of a little on the strip, a little downtown. Uh, maybe maybe my wife and I go stay someplace off strip. We, we, we both are intrigued with Red Rocks. You know, we'll come up with something. That sounds great. All right. Well, I think that's what we've got. Is it, John? Well, I can't think of a whole lot else, but we are so glad you took the time to stop in and listen to us. We have appreciated that. If you enjoy our handiwork, please, 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 by all means, share our podcast anywhere you happen to be on social media so that your friends and family who like to travel to Vegas can get some information and tips from us. And I don't know, maybe learn how to make a delicious cocktail or two. And speaking of social media, Bill, where can they find us? You can find us at Dine Drink Travel on Facebook, on Instagram, on the platform formerly known as Twitter, and on threads, as well as on our webpage, DineDrinkTravel.com. And you can even find me on uh, Twitter or X at Dine Drink John. And I'm, I'm on Reddit as, uh, I don't remember my handle, Jack from Texas, something or other. If you're in the Vegas forum and there's some idiot from Texas saying stuff, he's probably me. Feel free to say howdy. We thank you so much for listening. We'll be back here in a few weeks with a preview of what the Super Bowl is going to look like in Vegas. Until then, thanks for listening. Happy travels.